previously on Mask's Legacy. But I grow weary of your foolish flailings, and so I have rigged your precious crime computer with my most powerful time bomb yet. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. No, it's a plane. No, it's the Captainalist. Unfortunately, we're all tied up at the moment, because the uh, Villain Collective have decided to strike at New York City. Oh, half our members are busy fighting the Nazis over in Germany. You're fast, kid. This ain't the first time I've been impaled. I gotta admit, kid, this brings me back. Last time I got stabbed this good, I was in the Highlands, fighting for the Scots against the English. Welcome to the Vigilance Society headquarters. Sorry to have to interrupt your time travel, kids, but we have need of you again. It's the Time Master. Actually, speaking of which, uh, how's the women's liberation movement doing in 2020? Did we ever close that pay gap? I'm giving the North Vietnamese a chance to throw off the shackles of colonialism. Apparently it's not going to be with Nazi gold this time. Well, have you met the Cantonese yet? He owes me a couple of favors. That alien technology he uses. Some of it can stop time, at least perceptionally, for the people it uh, affects. I could get him to do that for you. Well, in exchange, I'm probably going to call on you to help me take something out of power. Something that would be appropriate for a bunch of hmm, justice lovers. Hey kids, welcome to 1993. I need you to help me destroy the Vigilance League. And now. But before then, how about I make you guys some lunch? It's been 30 years since you had a good meal, I bet. <laughs> Maybe even 50. This is 1993. They've invented Hot Pockets by now, right? I'm pretty sure they have. Okay, anything but a Hot Pocket. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I was going to cook up something, uh, kafta kebab. Get a little gore on the side. Hmm. Spent the last uh, ten years or so in Afghanistan. So I've developed a bit of a taste for the local cuisine. Oh, um, get that while you can. While I can? I mean, you really think we're yeah. gonna leave that alone? <laughs> the Soviets didn't leave it alone. That's why I was there. Yeah, as far as I know, we're still there. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's a whole thing. Oh, graveyard of empires, as they say. Yeah. And yeah, he's already working in the kitchen. He's looks like he's done some prep work before releasing you guys from stasis. And uh, so as he puts the kebabs on over a sort of a grill that he's placed across two of the uh, cheap burners that the apartment has, he says, I apologize for not giving you some proper lamb kebabs, but this kitchen just isn't up for it. 
That's fair. Fine. As it is, I have managed to figure out a way to make naan on in the oven. Okay. So you'll have some of that. I thought that was traditionally like done on a griddle. I mean, you gotta make do with what you've got. Yeah. I got all the grill space occupied by these meat kebabs. Hmm. Anyway. So I imagine you're wondering why, if I told you that I wouldn't bring you in to do anything villainous, I asked you to destroy the Vigilance League. I just figured this was a simple, you know, betrayal. (laughs) No, no, no. You kids, there's plenty of ways to travel through time. If you just wanted to go out through the front door and find somewhere else, I wouldn't be able to stop you. I mean, you could try your best, but... Mm-hmm. But, aside from not being able to die and maybe picking up a few things along the way, don't actually have any powers. Not like you guys. Honestly, I'm just kind of morbidly curious at this point. Also hungry. Mm-hmm. Well, kebabs are going to need a little while longer, so how about I just explain... The Vigilance League that you guys were fighting alongside 30 years ago just doesn't exist anymore. Let me guess, Reagan? (laughs) No. We're a little past Reagan. Don't get me started on Reagan. Anyway, so let's see. The Coyote Man finally retired in 1986. And, uh... Nominated a successor. New Coyote Man came in in 1986. Went back to actually doing superheroics instead of just putting on a show for the public. Turns out the kid wasn't up to it. About five, six years later, he got his back broken by some uh, Hispanic gangster, uh, Los Media Noche. I I was wondering, I was about to ask if that happened yet. I go through a Wikipedia hole on occasion, but I wasn't sure of the exact date. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, he's still in traction, still recovering. And even though he has his own sidekick, the next Blue Jay, he decided to bring in some new guy who was apparently used to be a cultist or something. And the new guy decided that guns and killing bad guys is a good thing and has been murdering his way through the Deco City uh, underground ever since. That sounds incredibly dumb and edgy. Mm-hmm. Is he wearing the costume that has, like, the ears that go, like, a foot up? I hate that costume. The big, does he have the big shoulder pads yet? I don't pay too much attention to costume design. Anyway, then there's the Jade Soldier... I think there was one around back when you guys were out, but uh, that was a different one. There's been a few Jade soldiers over the years. There's like four or five running around these days, or our days. Huh. Well, in this case, uh, well, the guy's hometown got leveled. We'll get into that later. And he's apparently gone insane with grief, decided that the Jade army, that... Uh, empowers him, is responsible for allowing his hometown to blow up. It happens. And so he's flown off into space determined to kill them all. 
Again, sounds incredibly dumb and edgy. I'm gonna just smack Rethink upside the head. <laughs> like, yes, we get it. That is the era. I forget what was the actual cause for that. It was like some sort of alien mind control device they eventually found. Again, I'll get into that. Let's see. Next, there's uh, Neven Toe. Uh, resigned in protest in 1990, since the world was doing nothing about ocean pollution. Uh, Magnific Girl has retired from superheroing, at least for now. Uh, these days, she's a lobbyist and international spokeswoman for Native American rights. Good for her. Yeah. Now, part of the reason she left is because there was this big crisis in 1985. I don't even know what the hell happened there. I was in Afghanistan. But as a result, Mach 2 died. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was a big crisis on lots and lots of Earths. Then there's Magno Man, forced out of superheroing after he was caught going to rehab for alcoholism. Yeah. Like, Surprising was, no one. He was going to rehab for it is the thing like he was trying to get better I know but it's a matter of public opinion it looks bad anyway that happened in 1979 and not sure exactly when he did it but Susano O is uh, not a part of the league anymore since the economic boom there's been a lot of super villains and superheroes showing up in Japan and so he's uh Busy there with a homegrown team. He's hmm. really doing well. He's very big in Japan. Well, he's a god in Japan. Well, yeah. Don't get much bigger. Anyway, the reason I'm back here in the United States is because the captain of the list died. Oh, yeah. I remember reading about that. Turns this out was the not- first time. It turns out he's not actually dead. He's just so similar to being dead that people confused it. It's weird. He comes back with like a mullet. It's weird. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, he fought some alien monster named Geddon. And then four guys came out of the woodwork saying that they're going to be the next capitalist. One of them's okay, but he's not a part of the League. Three of them are causing more harm than good. And one of them brought an alien uh, warlord to Earth, and that was what blew up Jade Soldier City. Hmm. As it is, the Vigilance League today includes Coyote Man, the new shitty version. (laughs) Then there's Cerebrectomy, some sort of alien bounty hunter who prefers to bring them in dead rather than alive. Let's see, the Crimson Youth, some sort of teen hero who's uh, really more interested in getting the fame and fortune of being a superhero rather than doing anything to help anyone. What a jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. To be fair, you do actually try to help people. The fame and fortune is just secondary and awesome. Wow, way to speak for his character, Colin. The fame and fortune was the primary motivator, but it's... I mean, I do actively try to help people, but the fame and fortune is the big thing. Hmm. You're less cool than I thought. 
Are we talking in character? I kind of was. After that, you've got Mark Four. He's actually a good kid. Out of the entire active Vigilance League team, I think he's the only one who's actually something resembling a real hero. Then there's Scorpion Man. Also a good kid, but uh, not an active member. There's something about clones, and nobody's quite sure who the real one is right now. Oh my god, Bobbin, thank you, because that is exactly who I thought it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plus there's some alien running around that sometimes turns into a black version of him. Black suit, I mean. Okay, I was about to say. Then let's see, there's the fiber operative, says he's from the future and he's got cybernetic implants. But he's, he, he says the, the far future. off year of 2002. That's the thing. He hasn't said when he's from. And he hasn't said uh, what it is about his future that he's back here to change. He just seems to want to run secret missions for the DHEA. Oh, it's the DHEA now. Okay. Yeah, they changed that in 1970 or so. Still a DHA when we're around, so at least that sticks. Anyway, last guy is the Tasmanian tiger. Not an actual tiger. Oh, not even Tasmanian. No, he is Tasmanian. Comes from Tasmania. He's got some sort of healing factor where he regenerates from any wound. Mask looks like two coyote men kissing. <laughs> Now, I don't die, but it does take me a while to come back from a bad injury. This guy is just back up on his feet within seconds. And the problem is that he uh, takes advantage of those uh, moments to wait for the bad guys he's facing to turn around and then stab them right through the stomach. Yeah, he got the Mithrite claws, right? I don't know what they call him. But yeah, he uses claws. So... Oh, hang on. Kebabs are done. Hey. Hey, kebabs. And so, yeah, he serves out a kebab, one kebab each, the side of naan, and uh, some gora, or sour grapes, for garnish. Nice. 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 So here's the thing. With those idiots running around, calling themselves the Vigilance League... The reputation of superheroes has just gone into the gutter. They go around killing anyone they say is evil. And while some people still think that whatever they say is right, a lot of other folks have started to wise up and realize that just because you claim that the enemy is evil doesn't mean it's necessarily the case. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. So, uh, these are good. We're going to need, well, different costumes and identities, because I think we're close enough in the future that this is going to be documented pretty heavily. You know, that's actually my goal. I need you guys to make a public statement. I need you guys to call out the Vigilance League. Defeat them, or else show them doing something absolutely horrific 
here on American soil. And then the public will have no choice but to condemn them. All right. So are we, are we masquerading as heroes or villains for this? You got to be heroes. You got to okay. be the kind of heroes that should exist. The kind of superheroes that deserve the actual name. That's the point you're making. I very quietly put my head in my hands. So, but different costumes, yes or no? That's up to you. I didn't pack anything. I just feel like it's going to be... Well, no, time travel does happen sometimes. Yeah, like we had a guy come from... I mean, there's literally a dude from the future running around right now. Yeah. Besides from us. Yeah, still perfecting his own time travel uh, equipment at this point. Doesn't come back until 99. We could believe this up as like we've come to the future to stop you because you're jerks or something. I don't know. We'll workshop it. So what's up with you, kid? Not feeling up to this? Uh, well, I'm... I'm feeling plenty up to taking down some people who are causing problems. I think I'll just, I think it would be best if I left the, the speechifying to other people. I look directly at Balihu. Yeah. Sure. Well, that'll be good if you can. But the point is the fight. Yeah. Talking happens around it. Do you have a plan, or is this just like we find them and beat them up? Like I said, this needs to be in a public place on American soil. Some place that people will see it. People whose public opinion the DHEA cares about. Where are we right now, by the way? Paragon City. It smells weird. It's a big public spot in... Paragon City. Has the bean been built yet? No, that was 2006. The reason you guys can pick your battlefield, by the way, is because these days the Vigilance League operates out of a satellite. And they've got some sort of teleportation technology that can send their members wherever they want to go. And they've also got a giant-ass death laser pointed down at the surface. Oh, yeah, the justice beam. That only made itself known in last year, 92. Yeah, people were not happy about that one. Yeah, I actually, that's one little bit of history I do remember. Those, the the technology on those self-replicating robots was astounding. Well, the point is, the public doesn't like the idea of a laser eye pointed down at them. That's one of the other things that's been pushing against superheroes lately. That's why this is a crucial moment. Something you can do to change public opinion. All right. So we just gonna like fight all of them at once or because that seems a little bit like suicidal. Yeah. Yes. Are there other heroes we could rally to our cause? You know, ones that have public sympathy that, you know, still 
uphold the whole truth, justice, American way thing? Not that I've found. If I could have found them, I would have used them by now. You said Mach 4 was a good kid. Maybe we could get him on our side. Maybe you can. I hope you do. But the fact that all the good heroes are dead, gone insane, or missing, well, that's why we're in the situation we're in right now. How's about the villain scene around here? Well, I suppose that's one good thing, if you can call it that. About all of this superheroic violence, that the supervillains are either dead as well, or they're keeping their heads down. So, Coyote Man, the um, not the jackass one, the one whose back is broken. I can't imagine him being very pleased with the direction the the Coyote Man franchise is going. Well, with his, you know, code of honor and everything. Maybe he'll lend us some assistance. If not, you know, in person, maybe he can give us some advice or some equipment or something. He usually had a lot of backup plans and stuff like that. You know, you say that, but at the moment, the uh, Adams Industries is fiercely protecting the Coyote Man uh, trademark by suing into the ground anyone who dares to insinuate that the current Coyote Man is anything other than the hero we need right now. Well, shit. Cool and good. So that's not anything we can do, okay. Well, that just means that he can't be publicly involved. Yeah. It also means that's a good way of getting their attention initially. Find a nice public space and start calling the current Coyote Man out. They'll find out about it thanks to their uh, psychic uh, link, teleportation technology. They'll come right at you. The Coyote Man in convalescence will sue you, but only if you're worth something. For the uh, people who aren't worth much, the current Coyote Man comes in and kicks your ass. Okay, how do we stop him from simply killing us with this death laser? Well, like I said, Number one, you'd be doing this near a city. Number two, the uh, Vigilance League, at least some of them, are well aware of the fact that uh, their death laser is not well liked. Yeah, I don't think their uh, public favor nor political power would last very long if they did the equivalent of dropping a nuke on Manhattan. Who's going to stop them? They have a death laser. The DHEA. They have gotten a fair bit of power over the years. They don't regulate superheroes the way they used to. Yeah, but can they get up into space and stop the death laser? Yes. Okay. So I'm not going to lie. It may be hard. But on the plus side... Until you actually start beating them up, they'll probably underestimate you. Probably won't realize that A, you're from the future and know their weaknesses, hopefully. And B, you're a little more powerful than they expect since you're coming out of nowhere. Actually, you just said something you just said, just like 
Okay, I don't remember learning about this, like at all. Like not all, not everything you're saying, but like this moment of standing up to them. I don't remember learning about that. And it feels like something we I would learn about. Not to think about it too hard. Plus, if I tell you that you do remember this, then you did remember this. But then we would know how it happens, and <laughs> we agreed yeah. not to think about it too hard. I can't tell if you're talking in character or out of character now. Yes. <laughs> Point is, that's the setup for today's session. Okay. Okay. So actually, Angelo, you hear Zosima speaking into your uh, ear and saying, as Saxon is talking, and you hear her say, you know, the internet's around at this point. It's actually pretty easy to access so long as you can find a phone. I can use the old uh, phone freaking frequencies. Yeah, all right. Uh... I can find a server that'll still be around in the future. We could send a message to your past self. Oh, you... All right. I'm on board so far. What are we trying to do here? While we're here, just put up... Create some stock market, you know. Buy a whole bunch of Apple. Just fucking fully game everything. And we'll just buy a new base once we get back to the future. I don't know exactly what. I don't want you to erase me or anything. But it'd be a shame not to use this opportunity. Well, I'm obviously not going to be erasing you. I'm going to be the one sending the message. Bit your ass up if you're not erasing me. Yeah. Out of character, maybe some improved specs for your arms? Uh, where did you get the materials to improve them in 1993? Like, we've just figured out... I think I'm just just going to sit on that one for a moment. Well, it's not about getting the materials into the past. It's about sending a message to the future, which is your past. Yeah, I understand the time loop that we're making happen here. Clarifying for eight. I'm just not certain how I want to use it, so I'm going to sit on it for the moment. All right. Anyway, I'm going to be busy myself. I'm going to uh, make sure that the DHEA shows up to this fight you're going to have in person. These days, they've been staying out of the way of superheroes, saying they uh, don't want to interfere in how they conduct their business. So I want a DHEA person to be present there to see how they conduct their business so they can stop denying it. Yeah, seems wise to have them on site. I'm sure that there is nobody on Earth better than you at pulling that sort of attention. Are you going to just rob a bank? Nah, I was only doing that in the 40s because I was felling with the Italians after I fled the Soviet Union. 
Uh, everybody was in the Italian scene back then. Well, my skin's dark enough I couldn't be confused for an Englishman. And besides, I was practically the only way you could make money as an Italian. An Italian loan, that's what we called it. That back or then. Uh, opening a pizzeria. Pizza was the fun new invention back then. As great as the history lessons are, let's maybe get to work. Yeah, let's find a way to trick awful coyote man into coming to fight us one-on-one. I mean, just like getting his dirty laundry and airing it in public, like this isn't the real coyote man, this is just a jackass with a suit. I don't even know that we need to gather a whole bunch of dirt on him if the way that it's being described to us is accurate, we might just be able to go to a public park and start hollering. Yeah. Hey, here's a fun thought. Hmm. You, what with computer in your brain? I imagine, like, firewalls are not nearly as imposing as they are in 2020. Oh, I'm 10,000% certain that if that any network I put ZM into would crumple like wet tissue paper. The problem would be the time it takes for me to get back. Hmm. Yeah, Trent, the the big issue is that transmission speeds are going to be extremely low right now, and she is a lot. That's, That's fair. They're still on dialogue. We could just go there ourselves. I mean, that's also a very public place. Go where exactly? Adam's headquarters. That is in an entirely different city. Okay. I'll never mind then. I think right now, like, our easiest target, well, easiest to get riled up to come fight us will be fake me out coyote man from there we can decide who we want to take out also the less te- well, if he's anything like the uh, like the regular coyote man which I don't think he was but whatever the less chance we give him to figure out how we fight the better yeah so here's the thought is that apparently they have just some sort of way of knowing when people badmouth him we do that in a public place. We're not worth suing, so he'll just come down to execute us. We take him out there, and that'll get the rest of them riled up. Yeah, all right. Sounds like a step one. All right, so where's the closest park? Um, well, Saxon will give you directions. Middle Park, located on the northeast side of Halcyon City. Let's head yeah, there. Halcyon City. That's the name of it. I said Paragon City before it was... I figured it was another name change between now and the 90s. It's not a name change. It's about... It's a brain change. <laughs> and before you leave, though, Saxon does call out, Oh yeah, one other thing. Make sure you don't kill any of them. I assume that was a given. Yeah. Because of, you know, the whole trying to inspire people with the whole yeah. don't kill people thing. 
Well, I'm telling you that just uh, for Blade Master, there's a benefit. You did stab him. I shrug in a way that is very obviously me trying to act like I don't care, but yeah, I knew that was directed at me immediately. If you want to stab someone, stab the Tasmanian tiger. He can take it. I mean, if you stab enough people, you are eventually going to find the immortal. <laughs> I will do my level best to keep the level of violence down to where it needs to be for us to get our message across. Anyway, here you are in the park. Plenty of uh, people walking by. And even though you're in full costume, nobody is giving you a second look. I don't even actually, like, wear a costume. It's just kind of, like, brightly colored sleeveless shirt and some durable pants. Because I tend to, like, kind of change shape on the regular. Well, what about your limb replacements? How much do they mimic actual human limbs? Uh, that sort of depends on what sort of mood I'm in. I have a bunch of different ones that I could swap out. Some of them are like full stealth. Some of them are very obvious, like full robot. I'm in sort of a mid-range right now was the mood that I was in when we got sucked into all of this. So it's it pretty thoroughly mimics natural human limbs, but there's obvious like visible jointing and extraneous or seemingly extraneous like fins on it. Yeah, well that's in costume enough for a superhero. Yeah, right. That under normal circumstances that would earn you sidelong glances. But this is a superhero universe that is a good 50 years into having superheroes. And so, no, you don't get any sidelong glances. Also, it's the 90s. Garish clothing is just like the norm. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, while you're on your way to the public park, Zosima pipes up again. I built a rudimentary virus that should be able to slip in and out of Adam's Industries network if we still need that. And what about the accident? I'm sorry. One more time? What about the accident? What about it? What if you knew it was coming? Oh. What? Oh. Oh, that's real complicated. I... I would... Okay, look. We wouldn't be here if the accident didn't happen, which means that if I prevent it by having you take action, either you're going to become unstuck in time and it'll... I don't want to even think about what that's going to do to you, or we're going to collapse the time stream, which I don't want. So I, I think... I think I, I think we have to leave that one alone. Hey, question. When you talk to your, you know, your brain buddy... Is that like a mental conversation or do you have to talk out loud? It's I I talk out loud, but I talk quietly enough that you all don't 
hear it unless you are actively trying to listen in. And that's just rude. Like, she's not actually, like, she is a brain scan of me, but we are not linked psychically. Yeah, okay, so you're having this important conversation, and I'm just over here like, yo, shit, these guys are selling ALF pogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's every day. Guys, 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 they beanie babies here. If you bring some of those back to the future, that will be worth tens of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so this is just the stupid shit we're doing, and you're having this very serious conversation. <laughs> yep. All right, so the next move is up to you. Yeah, let's go to a big park and start yelling we, about. We are already at big park. Okay, let's, uh... That's the name of a now big park. Yeah, it's big park. Just start hooting and hollering about how Coyote Man is unfit to hold the label of hero, how he has betrayed the spirit of heroism. All right. And let's just get this settled. Yeah. And then the initiative window pops up. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just get the team settled before we uh, move on. Mm-hmm. Who wants to take the lead on this? Uh, I feel like I'm the biggest and the shoutiest. Yeah. yeah. Especially by virtue of the fact that you can control sound waves. I am making much noise. All right. So also in character. <laughs> so you're taking on the team leader role. Do you have influence over everyone? No. All right. And you do have the same purpose in the fight. So let's see. Any mistrust towards Ballyhoo? Nah, he's pretty good at getting his head in the game when it actually comes time. Yeah. All right. And while you are underprepared, I would not say that extends quite to ill-prepared. I mean, we know what we're doing. We just... Right. We're just, we're just picking a fight with the guy whose entire gimmick is he knows how everybody fights. Well, but he doesn't know how, how we fight. No, so. that's the real one. This is the shitty knockoff. Ah, true. His gimmick is gun. <laughs> no, his gimmick <laughs> is sword. Yeah. So, let's start things out with a provoke someone. I will give you a plus one forward. Yep. It's eight. Okay. So that means you succeed, but there is a bit of a uh, a penalty instead of a straight success. I will choose to give you plus one forward on Ballyhoo's next roll against Coyote Man as he appears. And uh, as he pops into existence, sort of uh, mottled dark gray and browns, just sort of covering the armor that he's wearing, excessively long ears. God, I hate that costume. Sword in one hand, gun in the other hand. And the first thing out of his mouth is... Coyote Man is the registered trademark of Adams and Industries. <laughs> you will cease speaking ill of its name right now, or you'll find out what happens to those 
who say bad things about me. <laughs> this is amazing. More like Mage Man. I sit down for a moment. <laughs> to be like, ZM, make sure he doesn't jump me. I need a second here. <laughs> so, he's issued the challenge. What's your next move? I think the next move was more like Mange Man. Let me see. Actually, I'm going to do. Uh, are you watching closely to like just start rolling out disses? And I just want to keep his attention. Oh man, Ballyhoo, please! <laughs> oh, that's a good full oh, success. Man. Yo, man, how many door frames have you ruined with those ears? Crush this man at dozens. <laughs> All right. Um, he responds by just sort of shouting, no, you. <laughs> See, you, you are trading insults and you're obviously better at it than this guy is. You figure he's going to get frustrated soon, but you do have a moment to strike the first blow if you wish. You have any better insults on those little pouches? You got like hundreds of those. You got to have something in there. What are you keeping there? Your car keys? They're full of tools. They are necessary for my work. <laughs> so is your armor. <laughs> okay. I, All right. I figure the dude what can teleport is pretty good at doing first strikes. Yeah. So dude what can teleport is going to teleport in and just basically grab him by those big mile long ears and just like yank him down, try and like slam him face first into the floor. All right, that's a direct engagement. Do I get a plus one because he's distracted? I mean, you get an opportunity, and you expose a weakness or flaw, and I avoid far farther entanglement. So yes, yes, you do. Cool. Okay. So I'm gonna give that plus one to myself. It's uh, a nine. I'm going to spend a team selfishly and shift my danger up one and my super, no my savior down one and uh, let's see here when I use a team selfishly I can clear condition or mark potential I'm going to clear insecure that's, that's a move that I have called uh, team what team nice alright so that is actually a 10 so you just like or you just like teleport behind him and slam him into the ground basically I jump and then, like, while I'm in the air, I grab his ears and I just fall down and slam him face first into the floor. Awesome. Yep. Yo, and man, you into yoga? They call that one the downward dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I want to resist or avoid their blows. And I also want to take something from them. Basically, I see that gun that he has. That's really dangerous. You shouldn't shoot people. That's bad. I take his gun. All right. He immediately pops back up because he is, if nothing else, a trained uh, martial artist. And while you see there's a little bit of blood coming out of his nose, uh, just out of the big mask and cowl over his face, uh, he sniffs it up, wipes the rest away with his fist and says, All right, kids, you want to play like that? We'll play like that. What? Speak up. You need to sit. You need to enunciate better. I can barely hear you. You're grumbling too much. He is no longer paying attention to what you are saying. 
and instead he is laying into not just you, but also Ballyhoo. He's attacking the both of you simultaneously. Yes, but I did choose a uh, resistor avoid their blows as mine. That was for the attack. He's now doing a separate new attack. Oh, okay. I will say that that does carry over to this, and so only Ballyhoo will need to roll take a powerful blow. Okay. Hey! Hey! That's the good one. There ain't no mouth hole in that mask, because you got no bite. (laughs) All right. Is there anything that Cufflink is doing at this point? You've had a moment. Yes, I've had my moment. However, feigning weakness is frequently a good way to get your opponent to ignore you just long enough to get a pretty clean shot at them. And in fact, a shot is exactly what I'm getting. I have some less than lethal projectiles stored in one of my arms that I can fire from a seated position with a nice little targeting solution that ZM has cooked up for me. Just gonna, just gonna wait until he's fully exposed his back to me engaging with my teammates before I pop him with a, an 11 on the dice. All right. And I would like to not take a reprisal attack from this one, and I would like to surprise the opposition. We certainly did that. You take him right in the back, uh, toss him forward, we think just barely manages to jump out of the way of his flying body as he connects with the uh, sod of the park once again and uh, rolls back to his feet but at this point he isn't even saying anything he's just sort of hyperventilating oh somebody get a muzzle and he's going to mark insecure and double down on this terrible idea of just attacking Ballyhoo and rethink without even his sword. He's just uh, going after you with his bare hands at this point. Oh, that's going to end well. The sword just completely forgotten on the ground where he fell. So I'm going to fire off a shockwave at him as he charges at me. And while he's like... While this is happening, you know, he's like charging, I'm firing this off. You call yourself a hero, you're just a big guy with a gun. Let's see what you do without that armor. And I am trying to knock part of his armor away from him. So yeah, I want to uh, take something from them. Oh wait, no, I didn't roll. Uh, yeah. Uh, I can pick one. Yeah, you can pick one and you can also use team. I'm technically here helping you, so you can use team to bump that up to a 10. Oh, speaking of which, you've already used one selfishly, so... Yeah, do I want to... I don't know if we want to burn that much team this early in the fight. I'll just... Yeah, I'll just do... Uh, take something from them, and I'll eat a... I'll, I'll eat a hit. Alright. Yeah, I am using the shockwave to try to knock part of his armor away. Well, the armor is fully integrated into the suit, so... Just shouting at it does not cause part of it to tear away like some sort of stripper uh, pants. 
I mean, it's a shockwave, not a shout wave. Like it's, it's a for it's it's force. What you do manage to do is shatter all of the ceramic components of the outfit, which renders them useless to further defense. Okay, and then I am taking a blow. Yeah. Okay. Uh oh. Oh no. After shouting him down, you knock him over. You walk over to uh, maybe uh, keep him down, but then his legs leap out at your legs, grab around them, and toss you to the ground. So let's see. I'll give ground and I'll mark two conditions. Let's see. What's a, what's thematically appropriate here? Let's do angry. He did just kind of throw you down when you were at your most smug. I'd call that insecure. Yeah, so let's do angry and insecure. All right. At that point, Coyote Man rolls away, climbs up to his knees, puts his fingers to his ear, and says, Back up. Gonna need backup for this one. Get your asses down here now. Ooh, a cuss. Hmm. That is him marking hopeless and calling in for assistance. But he is still in this fight. And as are the two fellow heroes who have responded to the call immediately. The first is the one that you imagine is called Cerebrectomy because he is the only one who is clearly an alien. Uh, what with the inhumanly pale skin, red eyes, and a remarkably Earth-like biker outfit, though. (laughs) At first I thought you were going with Martian Manhunter, but, like, I don't know who you're doing now. It's Lobo. Oh! Okay. God damn it. I, it's, it, he threw me because he's doing a pawn on Lobe instead of, you know, Lobo. Yeah. Well, Lobo short for lobotomy. It can be both things. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he teleports in. He's got some. Uh, he's wearing black leather. He's got a huge gun on uh, over one shoulder. Big old mane of hair. Mutton chops that climb up into a mustache. And the moment he appears, he says, "Hey there, brother." Glad you called for help. It was getting boring up there in the satellite. <laughs> oh, good. It's the walking insecurity issue. <laughs> uh, I'm going to okay. need a moment. <laughs> I'm taking my moment now. <laughs> well, before you um, uh, follow through, at, at the same time, the other new hero teleports in. This guy is just in a big uh, red bodysuit. No real differentiation except a little decoration around the crotch. And uh, he seems to be permanently squinting. And even though he's described as a youth, he has the uh, upper torso of a bodybuilder who's been at his uh, profession for at least 10 years. Based on just how bulging his muscles are like to the point where that uh, if he he could stand upright put a plate on his chest and eat off of it 
Oh. Yeah. The tricky bit is that I reversed the order of the words for the Crimson Youth. Oh, young. Got it. I was not far with Shatterstar. No, you weren't. Uh, question. Does he also have a gun? He has every gun. Okay. His gun looks like it weighs more than he does, and he looks like he weighs a lot. <laughs> he doesn't say anything. He just sort of snarls. He speaks entirely in grunting. So it is my quote-unquote turn, correct? Yep. I would like to activate my moment of truth. Well, read it out. Okay. This is when you show them what you really are. Whether you're the hero underneath the rebel facade or the one who can make the hard choices heroes can't make. You do whatever it takes to show the truth, whether it's saving the day from a terrible villain or stopping a bad guy once and for all. Of course, once you've shown what you really are, there's no ba going back to playing the clown. I have Coyote Man's gun. I would like to teleport to these other two guys, take their guns, teleport back, and I go, you know what the most fucked up thing about all this is? I take out the magazine of Coyote Man's gun, pour out the ammo. I take Cerebrectomy's uh, gun, I pour out the ammo. I take... Uh... You're really not able to pick up the Crimson Youth's gun you, so, so much as you are able to lean it against yourself yep. instead of on him. And yeah. it's a belt-fed gun, so you just have to pop off yep. the belt. Yeah, I pop off the belt and I go, This is live ammo! Live ammo! Ammo, do you guys have any idea what you're doing? You're facing children, literal children, with live rounds. What the fuck is wrong with you all? And I just, like, throw the belt of guns onto the ground, and I'm like, what the hell is wrong with all of you? There is that lake nearby. You can toss it into there. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll toss it into there instead. I go, what the hell is wrong with all of you? Were you literally going to shoot actual children? What's wrong with you? And I, point, and I look at everybody else and I go, what's wrong with all of you being okay with this? Well, hey, brother, I've killed kids younger than you before. It's a wild universe out there. Yeah, and do you know how fucked up that is I'm not even old enough to smoke legally what is wrong with you that you can just so callously take someone who has never experienced barely anything and just snuff it out like that what is wrong with all three of you here's the thing and I did this on purpose. Those three uh, characters do not have the guilty condition. Yeah, I know. I'm mostly working up the crowd. Right. That has inevitably gathered. I did want to specify that as well. That at a safe distance, a crown has been forming underneath the uh, autumn leaves. A safe distance away from the melee... And, uh, you hear an occasional, um, yeah, you said it, coming from the crowd. Mm -hmm. But the three so-called heroes that you're facing still look utterly unrepentant. 
They just look upset that you have taken their guns from them. Yeah, that was mostly what I wanted to do. I just wanted to take the guns without having to face repercussions, honestly. I'm just kind of still picking myself up while your speech is going on. Like, you're still not allowed. It's, it's, the, it's the 90s, but you're still not allowed to say fuck. You can say, you can get away with shit, like, once. <laughs> you know, you say that, but you haven't been uh, censored at all since you came to this era. Wait till the Marvel launches their Max Nine later. <laughs> anyway, the, the the big point of that was to take away their guns, which is probably the scariest thing about them all. So, and also to get the crowd on our side. So, yeah, that's my turn. All right, I am going to mark a condition for cerebrectomy and the Crimson Youth. Is it angry? Yes. That is the other thing I purposefully did. <laughs> Let's give them all Let's angry. Have the angry condition. They're just mad that I took their guns and threw them in the river or the lake or whatever. Yes. Yes, that is exactly how they feel about <laughs> the actions you took. And the That's words you said. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, in response to that, Sir Brectomy just starts cracking his knuckles and says, Oh, you. You're right about one thing, brother. We're not gonna need those guns to kick your asses. We got these guns right here, Flex. (laughs) 14 inch pythons, brother. I'm gonna help us chain of spaghetti restaurants. So what do you say, coyote man? Three of them, three of us. Let's take them down. And so they all rush forward in a relatively coordinated effort to, uh, pin you down, throw you uh, across the meadow, punch you into the ground. And so, all three of you will need to roll, take a powerful blow. Oh, good. Okay. Nine. Hey, two nines. I got another (laughs) (laughs) No! I'm getting my ass kicked. Value! I will... Mark two conditions. I feel like guilty kind of fits this because I sort of just accidentally had all my friends get their asses kicked. And, uh. Well, no, that was going to happen either way, so. (laughs) True. But, um, I I feel like I'm the direct cause of that, though, this time. Mm -hmm. And, you know what? With that speech about how they were willing to shoot children. I kind of worked myself up. I'm going to mark angry. All right, Cufflink. I think I'm going to choose to give ground here. All right, you just use your rocket skates to back the the heck away from the melee? Yeah, they, um... I am not super interested in stress testing my limbs when I have no good way to repair them. All right. You end up having to back up over the lake, and the Crimson Youth, who is the one who's going after you, stops at the edge of the water and just stands there waiting for you, fists up and ready for you. And Ballyhoo. Uh, trying to think here, because I've already taken two conditions. Losing control of your powers in a terrible way is always a fun time. It is. Yeah, let's go with that. All right, uh, what power do you lose control of, and how terrible is the result? 
in what way is it terrible, I should say. You know what? This will be fun. Let's say I'm like charging up a big old shockwave to try to hit them, and they get to me a little earlier than I thought, and I just like launch it into the ground, and I'm causing a small localized earthquake. All right. Like, it fits, because, like, they clearly don't give a shit about collateral damage. They're just trying to hit a children. Yeah. And it's Coyote Man who's after you, by the way. I mean, go figure. <laughs> I wonder why. He <laughs> seems like such a, you know, reasonable, nice man. How we were getting along. But, yeah, essentially, as you're inhaling, ready to break out with a shockwave, he just gut punches you. All the air escapes immediately as you keel over downwards. The shockwave hits the earth and starts rumbling the ground around you hard enough to uh, start tearing up bits of sod. You hear some of the trees groan, and uh, you hear the pavement nearby crack as civilians along the sidelines begin to stumble, and uh, some of them turn to run. On the bright side, this does also cause everybody to uh, stumble or fall over. Aside from Cufflink, who is currently not attached to the Earth, you have an opportunity. I do have an opportunity. For the moment, I don't exactly have a way to fight this guy. Which one is on me, by the way? The Crimson Youth. Yeah. You're not sure about his power set, but he seems like he's built like a brick wall and has a giant-ass gun, which is now inoperable. Power set. Truck. <laughs> More or less, yeah. Uh, from what you and Zosima can tell, there doesn't seem to be any sort of hidden additional powers that this guy has. All right, well... I guess the good news is, is that, well, see, the problem is that I can't really think of a way to fight this guy smart at the moment, which means I have to fight this guy hard. But fortunately, unlike most people, he can probably take me fighting hard. Oh, yeah. That is an easy conclusion to draw. All right. So... If he is stumbling off balance, maybe losing track of me, maybe not reacting quite as fast as he would like to be, probably means that I have a moment to zip up behind him and throw the actuators in my arms to maximum and slam a double axe handle into the point where his spine meets his neck. Alright. Directly engage a threat. Add plus one for the stumble. Thirteen. Not that you needed it. So, I'd like to not take a reprisal from this, and I feel like we've been kind of split up, so I can't really see how this would how I would be able to create an opportunity for my allies, and he's not really carrying anything. So I don't know what I could take from him. So I'll just go with Impress, Surprise, or Frighten Crimson Youth. 
All right, a little microsecond condition, and he sinks into the lake. All that muscle is denser than water. And so he does not immediately rise to the surface. It's a bit disconcerting, in fact. I I whisper, that that couldn't have killed him, right? There's, there's no way that I just hit him hard enough to kill him. Rethink. What do you want to do during this uh, stumble? So I'm currently fighting uh, Brecto, right? Sarah Brectomy. Yep. I'm just going to call him Brecto. So I'm going to try and do something that I had not been able to do before. I'm going to grab him by the arms and I'm going to go, I hope this works. I want to unleash my powers to try and teleport him with me over the lake. Because I don't think he's going to be that good at swimming either. Can't throw all of your problems in the lake. I can, and I will. That is my new gimmick in this entire fight now. If one person can fix all of her problems by turning into a snake, another person (laughs) can fix all his problems by throwing them into a lake. Yeah, see, it rhymes, so... It rhymes, that means it's correct. Yes. So, Uh, yeah, roll Unleash Your Powers, you do not get plus one forward because you are also stumbling. Nine... I'm probably going to end up using that team selfishly again. Yeah, I'm going to use that team selfishly again. I'm going to shift. If you, um, just for reference, mm-hmm. if you go with uh, unstable or temporary, my uh, explanation for what happened was going to be you both fall into the lake. Yeah, but I don't want that to happen. So I'm going to spend team selfishly, which means I'm going to clear guilty... And I'm going to shift. Uh, let's that go with. It happened the first time. No, I I reread it and it's actually every time. When you use team selfishly, clear condition or mark potential it doesn't say anything about the first time. It says the first time in the session that you use the team to help a teammate. I take plus one forward, but that's not ah. the situation. Yep. So I'm going to shift. Can, can stats go to minus two? Yes, they can. Okay. So I'm going to shift superior down or savior down, and freak up. So that brings that um, up to 10. So I teleport him directly over the lake, and then I teleport back onto the ground. I'm like, holy shit, guys, I actually can teleport people with me. Good job. Noted. Boy, howdy, I sure hope their guns completely stop working forever when they're trapped in the lake, or we've just rearmed them. Unfortunately, the guns were all made out of sodium. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, from what I recall, you only threw the ammunition into the lake. You yeah. physically could not pick up the uh, Crimson Youth's gun enough to toss it anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And if anything, I would have, like, chucked uh, Coyote Man's gun, like, in a different direction as well, just to make sure that for maximum fuck you-ness. All right, and meanwhile, the uh, coyote man is just sort of leaning over a wheezing ballyhoo and just whispering to himself, You ain't got any more words now, do you? You got no more breath now. It's hard to talk when you're that laid out, isn't it? As a matter of fact, 
maybe I go make sure you don't breathe again at all. And so, yeah, he's grabbing you by the collar and he's dragging you towards the lake now. What do you do about this? You have not recovered your sonic abilities yet. You are indeed just wheezing and unable to form sentences. Uh, so I've not mentioned it before, or may have, but I just, I always pictured Balihu as having a cane. Not like a walking cane, but like a showman's, showman's cane. You've never like... mentioned it, but I can totally see it. Alright. And basically what I want to do is just like, try and struggle and grab the cane, and if I can get a hold of it, just get him right in his coyotes. <laughs> This is the second character in this entire campaign out of two characters that you've played whose problem-solving solution is kick them in the nuts and run. Uh, I trained under Bobby Hill. <laughs> All right, let me... That's an eight. I definitely want to resist or avoid their blows because I don't want to take another powerful blow right now because I'm not having great luck on that. But I just, like, pass by my cane and I can just, like get enough with my foot to just kind of kick it up into my hand and I just wheel around and take the head of the cane and just like right in the coyote ugly problem dead again no I'm just uh, <laughs> appreciating it <laughs> because he has no more conditions to mark <laughs> I, I, and you know what the fucked up thing is you also beat Gordrilla that way. What is with you? It's it works, damn it. <laughs> All right, so um, yeah, that happens. Kane up into your hand as he leans down, sneers at you one more time. Kane pops up and into the uh, sensitive area, and because you shattered his armor earlier. He doesn't have a cup. There's a little gong sound. <laughs> the ceramic that was protecting his uh, scrotum <laughs> is no longer functioning. It's two things that his eyes shattered now. <laughs> Technically three. <laughs> and so with a solid thwomp, Coyote Man just... Uh, uh, and collapses onto the ground, clutching his crotch. I'm standing up, kind of leaning a little bit on the cane because I'm still catching my breath. Remember, to spay and or neuter your pets. <laughs> Christ. A few of the uh, people watching um, cheer at seeing Coyote Man go down. A couple of men cross their legs a little protectively. Sympathy pains. <laughs> So with two guys in the lake, one guy down for the count, you have an opportunity here to um, speak to each other. Oh, all right. Okay. So, Ballyhoo, that fucking ruled. Thanks, I try. That was that was awesome. That was great. I'm trying to comfort or support someone to to get rid of some of your fucking conditions, so give me a second to roll that. Uh, let's see here. Uh-oh. I'm angry, so this isn't gonna... Mm, 
This might work. Oh dear. Oh dear. Mm. There's, there's not enough team in the. the most good. There's not enough team in the world. There's not enough team in the world. I forgot that I had marked angry, and that angry has a minus two to comfort or support. But even then, that wouldn't have done anything. Nope. I appreciate the effort. Okay, so just I know the answer to this already, but I gotta ask because jokes. Does that count as hurting someone or breaking something important? <laughs> yes, but secretly that only applies after the scene ends. As in, when you do some, when you act out in order to clear a condition, it does not clear com immediately. The condition clears at the end of the scene. And the scene is not yet ended because, as Rethink does his best to uh, comfort or support Ballyhoo, the Crimson Youth leaps out of the water like Jason, lands on the grass, and then runs forward, bearing down on all three of you guys. Yeah, see, I was waiting for this to happen. But I did not believe that we had finished him off. And if we had, I was quite concerned because he was in a lake and we're trying not to kill them. So I'm ready for this move. And with and with the with the other guy, I'm pretty sure like he fucking can't be killed. I'm pretty sure in canon Lobo's head has been cut off and it just like minorly inconvenienced him for a little while. Lobo's been pulled through a black hole, disassembled, reassembled, and all it did was make him really mad. And naked. <laughs> but this is the Crimson Youth, so what are you going to do about this exactly? Well, if he's just leaping at us dramatically, I figure a bit of judo is the best move here. Just sort of extend his aerial arc a little bit. Well, traditional judo moves might be a little difficult because for some reason he's going at you like chest first, arms are back, <laughs> feet are curled up behind him. It's almost like he's going at you straight with a crotch. I'm looking at it and it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and yes, that is referencing another Liefeld drawing. Yeah, yeah, Every I know. Liefeld drawing. It's basically, yeah. So fortunately, you do have arms that are stronger than they should be. So you, like I said, a traditional judo throw might not work, but you can just sort of grab his torso and toss him further. Yeah, that's the plan. Sort of a small arc over our collective heads. There's right. an eye. I figure a throw like that would put him out of range of a reprisal attack. I will not take any returning blows. All right. Let's see. So he marks this third condition, at which point he uh, just sort of screams wordlessly to the sky and starts pounding the ground in what is reminiscent of the shockwave that Ballyhoo hit the ground with earlier. Only this time it is repeated shockwaves as he is pounding his massive oversized fists into the ground one after another, causing a rippling earthquake that is slowly growing in power. 
Is he just throwing a temper tantrum? At which point you hear behind you, oh boy, that guy's going nuts. I'd get out of there if I, if I were you. He's red and mad. Let's leave before nude. <laughs> and glancing behind, you see that cerebrectomy is uh, soaked, dripping water, but sitting on the back of a flying motorcycle. Yep. Yep. That tracks about everything I know about this man. Where did you get that? Space. <laughs> I meant just now. Space. Space. I don't know so hard to understand about this, Ballyhoo. Fine. He does have a sort of wrist device. So it's he probably used it to call his space motorcycle to him. Motorcycle. All right. Um, is the Crimson Youth's big old temper tantrum like actively endangering the public crowd here? It's endangering everybody, yourselves included. Okay, well, if I can... Hmm. I control vibrations. I'd like to stop vibrations. Ooh. Just sort of a uh, vibration canceling. Yes. Counterfrequency. Destructive interference. Yeah. I'm going to guess that's uh, unleash your powers. Yeah, I don't think you've done anything quite like this before. Uh, it's a four. I'm not fixing that one. Alright, you start trying to stomp in time, but you aren't able to control the frequency of the stomps uh, in a way that prevents the Earth from moving. Okay, I'm just making this worse. I'm sorry, I tried. Um, unless Cufflink has an idea, I would like to do something, but I don't want to... Nah, take it. Alright, this guy's big, right? Like, big enough that I can just stand on top of him? Yeah, big so big that you have trouble understanding how his legs can carry that much mass. Mm, especially with this little triangle feet. Exactly. I would like to teleport on him and just be like riding him piggyback style. I want to whisper into his ear, you don't want to fight anymore. So give me a second to roll that freak. This is a direct engagement and that oh. takes precedence. Okay, well, uh, in that case that is an 11, but that's still a full hit. So, um, I want to resist or avoid their blows, and I want to take something from them, their will to fight. All right. So, on hearing you say that, he, uh, screams one last time, grabs you, throws you onto the ground, but in such a way that you are able to roll into the blow and avoid hurting yourself. And uh, after just sort of uh, grunting and Yeah, you're not feeling that anymore, are you? I don't need this from you. <laughs> turns around and stomps away. <laughs> that laughing is in character. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny, isn't it? Yes, hilarious! There's a reason he never talks when he's on the job. <laughs> That's... Couldn't you all, like, build him a thing for that? No, no, don't. It's better this way. 
He just doesn't talk. That works fine for him. Anyway, I think we're going to need more help here. And he starts fiddling with his uh, wrist device again. And he says, yeah, yeah. Coyote man's down for the count. Uh, got hit in his uh, poor little junk. Crimson youth stomped away like a little kid. Is he actually like seven and he just looks like that? <laughs> you don't know. I'm asking Sir Cerroblo here. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Brechtomy. There's a reason I'm calling him Brecto. And uh, he doesn't respond to you. Instead, uh, the remaining three members of the Vigilance League teleport down. That is Mach 4, the Fiber Operative, and the Tasmanian Tiger. And when Mach 4 shows up, he steps forward immediately, uh, hands up, saying, Okay, guys, um, we've all had our fun here, I guess, but if we could just take things down a notch, we don't really have to fight out any of this anymore. I mean... What, what was this even about, right? How did well, this start? See, sort of what you just said, actually. This whole thing is about toning it down. Which, um... You need to. All of you. Collectively chill. Alright, so... Full disclosure. We're from 2020. And... I'm... Yeah, hi. You guys are not looked back on fondly. Mostly the murdering. Mostly the murdering. It's a lot of the murdering. And if you guys call yourselves heroes, you need to act like it. Let's just cut to the complete... Let's just cut the chase. Because you're not doing it. Like, you got... You guys sent three guys down here with guns to shoot kids. What's up with that? Why do you have a death laser? Yeah, what's up with the death laser? Sir, were you actually going to shoot these teenagers? He just sort of shrugs noncommittally. That's as good as a yes. And also, you sent a guy down here who has a gun bigger than I am, and also a guy who has a gun that could, like, I don't know, it's wider than I am? I don't know. What's up with the guy with the, what's up with the biker guy's gun? Anyway, point is, I'm sure 100% they would have shot us. Look, you guys, I know that the captain list is gone and doesn't look like he's coming back. And it, that one guy said no when we offered, but come on, we, we're still the Vigilance League, guys. We do have standards, right? Do you? Like, really, do you, though? How old does Mach 4 look, by the way? Hard to say. He does have a mask that conceals most of his face. But by the sound of his voice, by the build of his body, you would say that he is fully mature, at least. Okay. Like, at least into the mid-twenties. Hard to say anywhere beyond there. Is that is that honestly your best defense? We're trying... Oh, I know, we murdered a few civilians, but we're really putting our best effort in. Is that what you think heroes 
are. I want you to directly engage a threat against Mach 4. Uh, okay. Because that the move does not necessarily mean punching. That's a 10, finally. <laughs> you finally got a case of the roll goods. All right, and Mach 4, because he specifically does have this, marks guilty. But uh, say the two things that you want to have happen. Uh, okay. Let's close that. Well, I don't think he's gonna... I... He might use words to make you feel bad. That's true. Well, let's do... Let's take something from them. And that specifically is... His trust in his teammates. I'd like to start kind of making a rift there. Like, maybe he's thinking, thinking of it like, Yeah, these guys are kind of jerks. Why do I hang out with these guys? And then, yeah, let's do resist or avoid their blows just on the off chance one of the others decides to take a swing. Yeah. Well, uh, it's like what Colin said. If you're engaging in a war of words, then their responses can cause the same kind of damage. Okay. So, say it. Yeah. Still, resist, resist or avoid their blows. Mm-hmm. All right, and once again, the mask does cover most of his face, so it's hard to read his expression. He does turn around and say, look, look come on, guys. It's... I know you aren't the first draft, so to speak, but you still made the team. You still have values to uphold, an image to maintain. It's, it's not just about litigation. It's also about maintaining an aura that deserves respect, you know? And I think out of everybody here, I've been on this team the longest. I mean, you do understand that, right, guys? No. I like murder. <laughs> yeah, these guys are definitely going to be susceptible to having somebody pull seniority on them. Well, at this point, the Tasmanian Tiger, uh, you can tell it's him because he's the one in a striped costume, goes uh, back behind his waist. Uh, when his hands come out again, they have long claws attached to the uh, back of the lower arms. And he just says, Hey, listen, bub. I don't know why you joined, but I joined because... I'm good at what I do. And what I do... He's pretty mean? Isn't very nice to look at. <laughs> and he just completely sidelines Mach 4, just sort of elbows into him on his way over to um, sink his claws deep into whichever kid he comes across first. He doesn't look that picky. I wonder if I should do something about yeah. that. I'm, I'm gonna let maybe I, Cufflink do a thing. Hey, arm blades! Arm blades! Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm trying not to output ultra violence right now. That's fair, but also don't get stabbed. Right. I my my eyes are currently fixed on fiber optic. 
So if somebody else wants to take this guy, that would probably be good. I just did a thing, so it's okay. I will... operative rather. So he's just sort of like coming forth, forward menacingly, right? Or at least a sort of brisk pace. He is charging. Okay, you know what? All standby classic. Don't, don't. What? Like don't. I know he's going to be hard to swim with metal bones, but no, I'm going to trip him. Oh. Yeah, like. The old standby. I just teleport right next, like right to the side, stick my foot out, and then he trips. And that's an eight. So I'm going to resist or avoid their blows as he just like falls, crap falls face first into the ground. All right. At that point, um, he does not actually hit the ground as you expected. Instead, he just sort of pulls his claws out in front of him. They stab into the ground. He uh, just sort of kips up after that. Turns around, looks at you, says, All right, bub, does that mean you want to go first? I'm game. I mean, I'm not going to let you stab my friends, so... I guess? All right, he marks a condition and uh, is immediately uh, going to uh, stab at you. I just sort of teleport out of the way because I did choose resist or avoid their blows. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know... You're going to have to be a little quicker than that. I say from, like, directly behind him. He doesn't even turn around. He just stabs upward with the claws right behind his back. That was a close one. (laughs) I say to, like, a a couple feet away from his left. Appropriate response to (laughs) being tripped. (laughs) Fiber Optic, for his part, has not made a move. But you can see that Cerebrectomy is... uh, has leaned back in the uh, saddle on his motorcycle and has pulled another gun out of one of the bags on the side of it and is taking aim. Yeah, all right. Uh, I figure until further notice, Ballyhoo is still on speechifying duty, so I should be the one to try and shoot the gun out of his hand. That is a 15. That is a 15. That is a boxcars. So, I would like to take that gun from him. Fair enough. And I would like to impress the opposition by shooting the gun out of his hand without ever actually looking at him. Because I have somebody else who can do the looking for me, come up with firing solutions and all of that without me actually having to look at it. All right. But because you didn't choose to avoid their blows, you unfortunately did not get the timing solution quite right. And the energy blast pops out of the gun just before it uh, gets knocked out of his hands. All right. And that's a 12. Ooh. All right. Well... I did say that losing control of your powers is always fun. (laughs) So let's go with that. Okay, so what aspect of your powers are you losing control over? Because as the brain, your native power is literally just that. Yeah, my native power doesn't actually have an application here. So it would have to be something with my limbs. And I think what it's going to be is that 
Zosima technically has permissions to assume control of my limbs if I am in, if I've met a certain threshold of being in danger and my human brain is not responding quick enough. And I I would think that in this moment, she would panic because she she does have emotions in there. Mm-hmm. She would panic and take control of some of my systems and maybe react poorly to me taking that kind of shot. I mean, in a way that isn't quite in line with me wanting to keep the displays of violence to a minimum. All right. So you get hit by the blast which causes you some uh, serious pain and uh, a few warning lights go on in your uh, eyeball HUD interface, yeah. And uh, in response to that, you suddenly feel your arms going numb as uh, your arms apparently just move by themselves, pound the ground, creating a... uh, translucent sphere of energy that protects you and then immediately uh, the gun ports along your arms all open up and start fanning outwards towards all of the uh, Vigilance League members. There are innocent civilians behind them. Yeah? Shit. Uh, I mean, I would be full body hollering at Zosima using her full name and not the abbreviation that I like to go with to calm it down, calm it down. The the shield is enough. You're going to hit people and that's going to ruin everything. All right. And uh, as far as the people are concerned... The uh, fiber operative has created a shield out of his arm and is protecting his torso with it. Uh, Cerebrectomy's bike got hit, and now he's uh, trying desperately to get it working again. Uh, The Tasmanian tiger is currently entangled with Rethink, so those two are to one side of the uh, bullet fan. And uh, what does anyone in the group want to do about the uh, potential casualties? I'm not sure what I could do. I can only affect one person at a time, but I feel like just shouting, you don't want to be here anymore at them without even, like, trying to mind whammy them would probably work. It will take longer to say than the bullets that will take to travel. Mm, true. Alright, so... Uh, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Well, I will say this. There's one person I didn't mention. Mach 4. Because if anyone's reacting faster than a computer here, it's him. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, he turns into a blur and the civilians in the way of the bullet fan abruptly relocate to one side. However, I will require Cufflink to take a powerful blow from internal stress. Yeah... All right. Fuck me, that's a 10. Oh, jeez. I will say that you, 
Uh, in this Cannot case, you do not get the same one twice. Yes. I think I think what's going to happen is that Angelo is so concerned that Zosima is going to continue to freak out that he's going to exert an executive override and just completely shut off all of his systems for a couple of minutes, which is me removing myself from the situation. All right. Enough systems are still running that, like, that Zosima is not going to suffer a break in consciousness, so she will be able to calm down and regain herself. But neither of us can take actions for the time being. Yeah. You are effectively isolated from your implants and cannot move them. Yep. All right. Well, meanwhile, like, after I've made sure that cufflink is okay. And you stand up, just like turn to the crowd, point to Lobo. Your vigilance lead just blindly uses power with no thought of the consequences. Look at what could have happened if Mach 4 hadn't stopped that. Is this what you want defending you? Are these your heroes? All right. So what do you want to happen? I'm really just trying to get under Mach 4's skin some more. All right. Then you will be directly engaging Mach 4. Yep, that's a miss. By the way, have you guys been marking potential? Because you can, like, activate your new abilities immediately. If you yeah, get enough. Been, yeah, I think that did just level me up here, so... I've only failed three rolls that I haven't turned into uh, into other stuff, so... Throughout this entire thing. I have not rolled below a seven. The entire campaign. Let's see. The, I think so, the campaign's yeah. been two sessions, dude. Yeah, but still, three. that's... That's still impressive. I have two experience. Let's see. There are the playbooks. I gotta pull those back up. So I would have marked. I would have rolled below a seven precisely once so far. It did not happen today. All right. While you're checking, uh, Mach Force responses. Excuse me. Did you see who was firing those bullets? I think this is on your team and not mine. So take a powerful blow. All right. Halfling was trying to disarm non-lethally. Yeah. Uh, no. Cuffling was trying to disarm Sarah Brechtimly non-lethally. And he just went full lethal. So, no, I think it's actually on you. Well, on Sarah Brechtimly, but get the idea. All right. At this point, uh, Fiber Operative will finally make a move by saying, You talk too much. Oh, good, we have another deep voice. Do I have enough of those? It's the 90s. Just like how every superhero in the 40s talks like this, every superhero in the 90s talks like this. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh, firing at you, Ballyhoo. Okay, I'm still looking for a level up. With just a straight-up gun. Why does he have a gun? Again, shooting at children with live rounds. Fucked up. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, it's actually kind of odd, just looking at the gun, because it, it looks like a normal firearm, as opposed to all the other crazy weapons that the others have been, uh, have brought in. And even the guy's own, um, cybernetic limbs. Superpower has gone. Um, okay. So let's say I'm, I can see him drawing on me, because he got my attention by talking. Yes. And I'm just going to, like, try to hit his gun with the shockwave to knock it so that he's firing into the air. All right. Just uh, yeah, hitting him with a shockwave to either knock his weapon up or to deflect the bullet itself. Either or, so long as I'm not getting shot and civilians aren't getting shot. So what are we rolling for that? Well, uh, you can roll defend or you can roll directly engage a threat. Uh, I mean, I feel like I'm attacking him, so... 13, how about that? So, that's a 13. What do you want to do with it? I mean, I... I am explicitly... trying to take something from them and resisting her voiding their blows. Which was the entire point. Okay, enough guns, man! Enough of the guns! Why does everyone have a gun? It's the 90s. This coyote man had a sword. He mixed it up a little bit. Sword's not that much better, but still. All right. So, yeah, your uh, shout knocks the uh, weapon fully out of his hands, at which point he marks angry. And uh, let's see here. He lashes out at a vulnerability by pulling out his sidearm and aiming at Cufflink. <laughs> I would like to teleport and just, like, kick the gun out of his hand, which I'm assuming is going to be roll me rolling defend. That's a pretty high kick you're doing there. I mean, I can teleport in the air. It's, it's a, uh, so what? So, oh, that thing I've been dumping into the negatives this entire time. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, oh dear! That is, that a zero. is a zero. Wow! I I rolled snake eyes. I think that's absolutely. I think that's actually the first zero we've ever gotten. Yeah. Yeah, and technically, you could somehow, if you had a negative modifier, get a negative one. But that's almost as slow as you can get. So I, I tried. All right. Sure so did. Yeah, uh, you kick your leg out. He immediately grabs it, tosses you to the ground, and uh, aims again. So, just saying, but Ballyhoo, if you wanted to use your moment of truth, now seems yeah. like a very good moment. I was about to go. All right, so yeah. <sighs> so, read it out. So, we'll especially appropriate. Sometimes it can be hard to tell where the show stops and where you begin. Not today. Not now, because right now there is no show. Right now you are the thing you pretend to be bold and bright and beautiful and amazing and powerful and confident. Right now you draw strength from your audience, comfort from their belief, and you and you can do anything you th anything they think you can. Of course, after such an impassioned performance, your audience will just have even more demands. So here's what happens. And Kat, I know you're already sitting down, but 
please just go ahead and brace yourself for this because I have been well I've had this plan since I created the character so as like fiber is about to shoot you know rethink and cufflink is just out for the count for the moment this is a bit much so Ballyhoo stands up as straight as he can takes a deep breath and in a very low voice says vibe check (laughs) and everything stops because right now nothing is vibrating except me and the audience And I'm just going to casually stroll up to Fiber, pluck Rethink away from him, pluck his gun away from him. In fact, I'm just going to go ahead and search all of them for guns, because apparently they just keep them around. He doesn't have any more guns, but he did have several blades. He is no longer that has those. And I'm going to turn to the watching audience, and I'm say... Is this what you want? Are these the heroes you deserve? People who just will shoot children, will stab children without a second thought. How many of you have lost a loved one to their careless actions? How many of you don't sleep well in your beds at night because they are out here? When it should be the opposite. They should be a source of comfort and support. And what are they? Violent, brutal, barely better than criminals and villains themselves. This city deserves better. This city needs better. But not, but you can't have that while they're here. So I ask you, I ask all of you, What kind of heroes do you really want? And then everyone starts moving again. During your speech this time, you noticed that someone in a uniform ran up to join the audience. And you noticed this, you didn't let it stop your uh, speech, but you noticed this because it is a familiar outfit not exactly the same uniform or the same cut, but that is definitely a DHEA member who has just run up. And uh, based on when he approached, he probably heard most or all of your speech and saw in particular that Fiber Operative was standing there, hand in the shape of holding a gun, pointed directly at the defenseless cyborg who appears to be uh, unable to move. And so the point was made. And just on top of that, I will also say that the fiber operative was completely taken out. No longer has the will to fight. He may be uh, one of the more brutal members, but he does seem to have something resembling a conscience. Ah, good vibes only. Fucking believe you, eh? (laughs) 
I don't know what you expected, really. Rethink. Once you're able to move your eyes again, you look around, you see the operative, and you recognize the face. You've seen it in some old photographs. I try not to make too much eye contact. All right. At this point, I will say that uh, Mach 4, for his part, actually vibrated free of your vibration control. Speed force nonsense. Yeah. But that meant that he was fully able to hear what you said and chose not to act during your speech. As such, I have marked his second condition, and uh, he will respond by saying, All right, now that was certainly uncalled for, but the fact is that the violence in this nation has been going up. We are a response to the necessity for stopping increasingly dangerous criminals who are, have access to increasingly dangerous means of harming the public. If that means that the prisons are not sufficient to hold them, if that means that stronger methods are required to keep them from harming civilians, then unfortunately that is the world we live in. That is the state of affairs that we have to deal with. Really, man? Did you just ends justify the means, me? Did you actually just say that to me? Oh, being a hero is hard. So why don't I just be a villain? Ooh. Being a hero is hard. It's supposed to be hard. It's the high road. You don't do this because it's easy. You do this because it's the right thing to do. All right, that is directly engaging. Can we please give him a plus one? Because that was actually a fucking good speech. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Twelve. All right. He marks his third condition and uh, shakes his head and just sort of mutters, Your kids, you don't understand. This is the real world we're dealing with here. This isn't just some clean comic book fighting like what the world used to enjoy back in the day. And as he's saying that, the Tasmanian tiger is fully up in Rethink's face. You don't want to do this. Had a little breather, but uh, now he's back at it. And all right, yeah, that's uh, direct again. Nine. Uh, I'm going to resist their retaliation. All right. He just sort of glances to the side, like he's thinking to himself, and goes, You know, you're right. I want to go at you from behind. Okay. okay. I'll just, I'm just going to teleport over here now. And Crazy. And I'm going to, I'm going to teleport away from the DHEA operative and just like keep an eye on him like looking directly at him and I'll be like what are you gonna do now? I'm all the way over here oh uh he, he is fully taking the bait leaping after you every time you teleport because basically he just keeps going after you in the hopes that um <laughs> he'll be in the, able, hope, in the hopes that he will be a little bit faster than you at one point <laughs> 
Oh, no, you're really close to- Oh, no, no, oh, mmm. Just a couple inches close to- Oh, no, no, okay, let's try it again. Try it again. There's a non-zero chance that the teleportation has some sort of stamina to it. No, actually, I have it in the rules that I can do it a bunch of times without getting tired. He doesn't know that. Oh, which is oh, what I was he talking doesn't. about. <laughs> oh, okay. Colin. I'm sorry. <laughs> also, a bunch of times is not an infinite number of times. <laughs> it's at least seven. And if his healing factor extends to his personal stamina. Yeah. True. Both of you can go at all day. Anyway, that, that was that was my thing. I'm I'm just keeping him from gutting the rest of my teammates. All right, and uh, as that's happening, Cerebrectomy, who was outside of the um, vibration uh, halting sphere, but was still concerned mostly with his motorcycle. Seems to get it working and goes, Ah, finally! Alright, time for me to go up. Hope all you assholes get out of here in time. Ha <laughs> Uh, we should be concerned about that! Did you just do what you asshole? Is that directed at character or me? The character. Because I am assuming he just left a bomb as a big old fuck you. Ah. Well, no, I was more concerned that he was going up to the the base and is about to fucking just nuke Manhattan because he. Ooh. It's not because it's Lobo. Yeah, that's a much more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's where my brain's at as well. And so, yeah, as he says that, uh, Mach 4 looks up at him, uh, puts his fingers to his ear and says, Hey, Sarah, Sarah, what did you mean by that? He's going to zap you. It means he's going to blow us all up. Uh, that hang on, hang on. I, I, got, that you got. I, I can't hear him. I can't hear him. You're going to what? I'm going to blow you all up with that laser that we caught. <laughs> no. <laughs> What? This is why you don't have a space laser because someone will use the space laser. Yeah, is... it's not even always the villains, I say with finger air quotes. It's Halcyon City. It's Halcyon City. You didn't live yes, here. Yes, I know care. there are bigger cities in space. <laughs> that doesn't really matter. Anyway, we should probably, like, stop. Hey, hey, Mr. Tasmanian tiger, sir, do you really want to be, like, nuked from orbit? I am I know you can survive a lot, but I don't think you can survive that. At the very least, it'll suck. I'm willing enough to find out. And in any case, I really want to catch you. <laughs> oh my god. I start just teleporting my max distance away. Just, like, one right after another until I'm, like, on the other side of the island. He has completely lost track of me. All right. And uh, at this point, Mach 4 starts swearing. Just a whole bunch of swearing. Good teammates, man. A lot of different types of swears, because when he finally turns around to you guys, he says, 
You started it up remotely. It's already warming up. Hmm. Oh, shit. I reappear and I go, oh my god, this is not a great day. Tiger starts catching up. <laughs> Look, I may be a scientist in my other life, but I'm not the right kind of scientist to understand how that thing up there even works. Hey, wait a sec. You said remotely. How is he accessing it? We've got this wireless network, a uh, bunch of sat- communication satellites dedicated to uh, our use. I look directly over at Cufflink. The additional abilities of your limbs have not yet restored themselves. However, you do have basic motor functions returned. What do we got to do to get a connection up there? I just sort of tap on the back of my head. I say, CM, you good? Be okay now? For now, let's try not to go through that again. Yeah. I might... I might have a use for that time loop trick that you came up with earlier. And... I'm going to head on over to Mach 4 and just hold out my hand and say, gimme. The, the earpiece? Whatever sort of device you've got that hooks you up to the network. Yeah, it's, it's an earpiece. I mean, we go through members quickly enough these days. I mean, it's... Then, sure. Like, if I mean, an implant would be more secure, but... Uh, we're Even short on there time have here. to be moving. He is, <laughs> he is fishing around in his um, head mask for the, for his ear, and he's just sort of babbling on and on as he is doing so. I'm trying okay. to calm the crowd down because I've figured they've cottoned on to what's going on by now. He's on the nervous ramble. Yes. But eventually uh, the uh, earpiece appears in his hand, and he's just... He's still talking about uh, how useful it is and how he needs to have it. But, so you're just going to have to pluck it out of his hand. Yep. And I have my own earpiece. We all do. It's never come up because we've always moved as a group, but I built earpieces for everybody. Okay. Yeah. You got earpieces? I got a cane. So... I will real quickly just connect the circuits for his earpiece to mine. Like I, I definitely have like soldering and spare cables in a compartment in my arm. I can mm-hmm. just knock that shit out real quick. It's a little difficult to access since you actively have to pry the panel off. But because function failure was always a possibility, you, there is like manual overrides accessing this particular stash of equipment. Yeah. So, once it's hooked up and Zosima has access to it and can start picking through it, I'm going to turn to Mach 4 and ask, alright, so how long does the firing sequence take? Well, it depends on how powerful the blast is supposed to be. With, uh... What's the minimum time? Minimum time is two minutes. Okay, we've definitely passed that. 
The Serum probably set it to full blast. That gives us 15. 15. All right, all right. That should be more than enough. Oh boy. All right. So I know that we're said we're not going to worry about it, but who's ready for a time loop? Ha! Yes, let's do it. Imagine you're like, as you're saying this, you just, you're still teleporting away from yeah. Oh, yeah. the Tasmanian, just in like a circle. <laughs> you just like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. <laughs> you got to run out of teleport sometime. All right, M4, where's the where's the closest hardware store? Where's the closest electronics store? Doesn't matter. You got me. Just tell me what I need to look for. Okay, I need... I just, I rattle off a bunch of sh- stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I said, he is a scientist, so he is familiar enough to know what you're talking about. And uh, he just sort of starts gathering them in batches. And as you start putting something together, he just sort of says, uh, yeah, so don't don't worry about the cost. We'll, we'll cover it. I've got special cards that I hand out for occasions like this. Just put it on the counter, you know, so that they know where all of their stuff went, what kind of stuff went, and they can, they can bill it straight to us. We don't have to worry. I, tur- I turn my ears off. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh... So what's partway through the assembly? I'm asking. All right, uh, Zim. I know that the fucking I know that the partitioned self was really experimental, and you were not happy to have the idea. But unless I don't think we're going to be able to construct something I can put you into wholesale. So a lesser version of you would probably be the best move. With today's technology, whatever we build won't be sentient. I suppose the best way of thinking about it would be creating another arm rather than another me. Sure, a hand to hold a note for 20 years. Or 30, I guess. Now, you're going to have to work on the assumption that we win. We don't die here. And basically, I am assembling a hard drive with a like a super low grade version of Sosima inside of it. And I'm going to have Mach 4 basically set up a long term delivery for it. Just have it delivered to this location on this day. And it will wind up in my hands and I will recognize the Zosima inside of it and let it hook up with her. And then it will carry the information on the Vigilance League's Wi-Fi network. The satellite network. Sure, satellite network. And the instruction to begin hacking this immediately when you reach 1993. All right. 
And I am not going to ask you for any roll for this because this is your moment of truth. Is it? When else are you going to use it? It follows the text. Say it out loud. Sooner or later, all the superpowers, elite training, and experience are helpless in the face of evil or disaster. That's when somebody like you, gifted as you are with a peerless intellect, can rise to the occasion. Your plan, your invention, or your lightning-fast thought processes save the day in a way no one else could have foreseen. Of course, after you've shown how different you are from them, the distance between you and the others is now much greater, and the world is only going to pull you farther apart. And that second half is why I'm questioning this, but... Well, sure. that's just a little bit of ominous, um, maybe your moment of truth is the start of your new character arc bit. The important part is the first part, because there is no second part of your character arc. Alvin, you're a good GM. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say that now that you have built this device and instructed Mach 4 what to do with it, Zosima will say, and now that you're done having that thought, I can let you see this. And you see a memory that seems to have been locked out of your mind somehow. Of you coming to this particular park, to this area of the park, not on any particular hunt for anything, but just so you can be outside for a little bit instead of cooped up in your lab. And you see the device that was delivered here to this location at that particular day. And you see yourself uh, attaching it to your systems and uploading information. And you see Zosima saying, unfortunately, to avoid any paradoxes, it looks like you aren't allowed to know that this has happened yet. At which point you respond with, I know, I'll have to do something about that. After which you did. And so Zosima also pops up a little extra bit of your um, uh, retina HUD that says hacking attempt. And the bar is at 97, 98, 99. And you're in. All right. Well, first things first, I immediately stop the firing sequence. All right. The uh, weapon is automatically switched to cooldown mode. Given that I'm fully inside of their systems, I should have access to, say, blueprints for the building. Satellite, but yes. It actually has a... Um, very comprehensive security system that basically maps out the entire base and explains what each of the areas is for. Nifty. Based on its size and the materials that it's composed of, would this thing burn up in the atmosphere if I dropped it? Depends on the angle. You'd always just go for the ocean. And yes. I think between the two of us, we have the brains to find the ankle. Well, it's it's more like to for something to not burn up in the atmosphere, it hits, has to hit a particular angle. For something to burn up in the atmosphere, it just has to go a little bit further down than that. 
Yeah. So, I'm going to make that happen now. Mm-hmm. I'm actually first going to ask Muck for, is there anybody up there right now? Anybody who can't get out? Your ears are still turned off. <laughs> I just, I, I can read lips. I have a, like, <laughs> text scroll. Once I actually start looking at him. In that case, you read out um, automated... I mean, uh, Cerebrectomy is headed up there right now, but I don't think he's had enough time to get inside. And incidentally, Cerebrectomy is just sort of what you, the best guess that your software can make because it's not in your dictionary. Right. I'll turn my ears on at that point if we're getting into <laughs> guessing games. No, no, it calls him... It calls him... Salyu Babe Tummy. <laughs> Sarah Bellum. What I'm asking is that if that place were to suddenly and violently cease to exist, no lives would be lost. Uh, well, it, it, it would depend on how it landed, but it, in terms of anyone on thing, um... Well, there are emergency teleports, even if there was somebody on board. I mean, something like that takes time, so we've developed a few countermeasures. Bitchin', I hope you don't have anything sentimental on board. You've lost your death laser privileges. <laughs> At which point he just sits down on the grass, pulls his knees up, puts his arms around them, sighs, and says, yeah... I guess I was kind of caught up in the moment. Saying stuff I knew was just bullshit. Hey, hey. Don't be sorry. Be, be better. better. You're still chasing. You're being chased. <laughs> yes, he is. At which point the uh, DHEA officer just finally gets sick of it, pulls out a taser, and uh, shoots it at the Tasmanian tiger. <laughs> you may have a regeneration factor, but that'll still take you down. Yeah. And uh, he steps forward to uh, rethink. Dude pointedly tries to, like, do everything except look him in the eye. So, uh, I'm sorry I didn't do that earlier. I could... I mean, he, he didn't land a blow on you, so I know there was some time to spare on that. Um, you okay? I'm fine, officer. <laughs> you, you sure you're... You sure there's nothing wrong? I'm I'm fairly sure I'm fine. Yes, because you're throwing your voice a bit there. <laughs> I've always talked like this. <laughs> I have a cold. <laughs> you're running pretty good for having a cold. Look, I I know you got a secret identity. It, it's fine. This will. But I was wondering, you seem to make him stop just by telling him to stop for a second there. 
hang on, clicks the button again, more volts go into uh, <laughs> the Tasmanian tiger since he was trying to stand up. But that seems like a pretty incredible power. I'm surprised you don't have you on the register. Uh, give it a couple of years, I guess. Hmm. I suppose that is something we could work on. Uh... By the way, uh, just so you know, um, my name is Lieutenant Kevin Quayle, Jr. It's a pleasure to meet you. You sure because it doesn't sound like it is. Quick question. Has Rethink told his teammates what his actual name is? No, but they would probably recognize the last name Quayle. Well, explain the context for them. Kevin Quayle... I originally told Bobbin, like, he's he's a big military, like, like big in the military t- general type. So he's actually pretty famous. So uh, Ke- Kevin Quayle is, I'm guessing, pretty high up on the DHEA in our time, if not. He could have a general rank. Just... Yeah, he could have a general rank. He won't, he wouldn't be the director, unless this is a weird alternate universe where he is the director. But yeah. Long story short, this guy's gonna go far. Well, that's all in the future. Right now, we've got a problem here. This guy is unfucking believable. <laughs> Just would not stop attacking you, even though you clearly uh, had an advantage over him, even though you are actively underage. I just. Uh, hang on. <laughs> I would synthesize up some sleeping gas, but I'm kind of busy at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I am do not support uh, sponsoring this guy in the future. He is clearly not what we need to be as a superhero. Yeah, it kind of sucks. And some of those other guys. Woof. I mean, they had live rounds. I don't know if you were here for that, but I made a speech about how they were using live rounds against kids. Yeah. Yeah, it was the captain list, actually, who encouraged us to uh, keep our distance, let the superheroes do their own superhero thing. But I guess with him gone, all hell's broken broken loose. Yeah, you could say that. I mean, we are currently watching a space station fall out of the sky. Oh, wow, that's kind of pretty, even if it is far away. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's still daytime. You would not be able to see it. Oh, all. dang it. It depends on how brightly it's burning. Yeah, and also how far out to see. Hopefully very far out to see. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not fucking around in favor of a light show here. Mm-hmm. I would think that Rethink could be able to project an image of just like one of the satellite, uh, observation satellites watching its descent to the Earth. And by Rethink, you mean Cufflink? Cufflink, that's the one. Wrong ink. I know what you were talking about. And yeah. Yeah, I could probably get a projector going with all the shit I've got on me. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, they're slowly starting to come back online one by one. So, as uh, Kevin Quayle Jr., and incidentally, that means that Colin's character is Kevin Quayle the third. <laughs> 
escort her. As he escorts uh, the Tasmanian tiger away, along with the assistance of Mach 4, you see that another familiar face has joined the crowd, some of which are still coming in to see what the heck was going on, some of which are leaving, telling their friends, going out to uh, whatever else they have to do today. I need to do a ton of drugs and tell you what just happened. In either order, really. <laughs> but yes, Saxon Barber is now in the crowd, smiling at you. I'm just going to give him a little, you know, the, the nod. <laughs> and after making a last look around to make sure there's no other superheroes present, he uh, walks up to you and pulls his hands out of his coat pockets and just... We did it. We killed the Vindications. I don't even know what... I don't even care what they're called. Vigilance League. Vigilance League. Formerly. Also, none of them are dead. And I'll thank, thank you for that. That was a near thing, though, with the... Uh, the What's those things in your arm going out of control? Uh, well, she's not a thing, and that's called a panic attack. People have those. I was talking about the guns that literally appeared out of your arms, but I'm guessing there's some more going on there that I don't know about. Yes. His sister lives in his head. People tend to react badly when you shoot them. Yeah. I know I have. Uh... Anyway... With that all done, well, this here belongs to you. It tosses you this uh, little orb, and uh, Cufflink, your systems automatically register this as a uh, stasis sphere with a programmable interface. Ah, neat. You'll still have to find a spot in order to keep uh, put yourselves to maintain the journey into the present safely, but you can appear at the exact moment in the future you wish. Yeah, alright. Wait. Before we leave, let's put some money in Apple. <laughs> and then we'll just buy a new base when we get back. I do have a wad of vintage 20s. That those will be worth 20 when we get home. No, I'm talking about what with the buying stock in Apple. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you kids do whatever you want with your money. As for me, I think uh, maybe it's my turn to try my hand at being a superhero. Yeah, face turn. Go for it. Hey, you said the captain of the list is alive somewhere. Maybe I'll go find him. I've picked up a few magic tricks over the years. I bet something could help with that. Then him and me... We'll build ourselves a new team. One that'll really vindicate my view of what superheroes should be. I see what you did there. Okay, so this is, I think, maybe the best time. So I I picked my level up, and one of the options I have is become part of a large, larger superhero tradition, take a legacy from the legacy playbook. So one of those is... Name the different members of your legacy, at least two. I, I think I just get one, but um, basically, one of those is is retired and quite judgmental. 
<laughs> so I'm like to think that Saxon Hale is just like, or not Sex Saxon. Saxon <laughs> Hale. Saxon Hale! Saxon Barber is, you know, just in 2020 kicking it easy. And it just like occasionally pokes his head in to yell at me if I'm not doing my very best. Like I inspired a lot of superheroes to be apparently. So I'm my own legacy now. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though, is that Saxon Barber is actively going into active service now. Oh, just about to enter it. Well, there's also is still active and prominent in the city then. Yeah. Because as he continues, he says, I've even picked out a good superhero name for myself. Can't exactly use Saxon Barber for that anymore. Not like it was Ryan's real name in the first place. But yeah, there's this guy I worked with back in the day. Called himself the Vizier. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. White as the driven snow. But, uh, you know, I could pull, up, pull off the look. I've got dark enough skin. Hell, I've been Persian a few times over the years. You know what? <sighs> Go for it. More power to you. Well, be sure to look me up when you get back to the future. Oh, that won't be an issue. <laughs> I'll make sure and give you a good wink when I see you. Yeah. And then he trundles off. I don't suppose a man like you, I'd like to ask before he leaves, even has a real name after so long. It was Jesus. Well, that would be Yashua, if that's where you were going. And that was okay. somebody else. He fucking died. <laughs> and followers could not forget about that fact. <laughs> Old Oily Josh, we call them. <laughs> yeah, to answer your question, a name is as real as anyone who cares to use it. I had one name in the beginning. I still remember it. But whether that makes it real or not, I suppose that depends on how you think about things. Well, how do you think about things? I think it's worth more of your effort to try and do something about the future than it is to worry about what happened in the past. If I did that, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. And I have to live with myself. <sighs> All right, well, and I actively, and I actually kind of like fold a little bit. Uh, not all of us have left our past quite so far behind. Some of us literally have to live with it. Give it a few centuries. I don't plan on living that long. Well, you've gone a hundred years at least. It's a hundred more. I, I think on that time scale, my uh, my past is going to beat me out. <laughs> In that case, let me give you a different bit of advice. Don't seek to build a good legacy, because somebody's going to trash it eventually. Just build something you like. And hopefully when you come back in a hundred years, you'll still be able to say, hey, I did all right that time. Yeah, all right. I think I can stick with that one. Yeah, that one sounds better. 
So we're gonna be like octogenarians when we get back? No, no it's a stasis field that'll stop us. Mm. So I can't buy alcohol yet. No, and uh, traveling through time does not change your birth certificate date. <laughs> Listen, I'm technically 70, I'm technically 90, okay? When you're with me, you don't need to worry about al- buying alcohol. Okay. We just had a whole superhero thing. Don't ruin <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta talk about how you conduct yourself. What? No, I'm fine. Everything's no, fine. No, you're not. No, it's not. Let's just go find somewhere. Yeah. First apple, though. <laughs> All right. And so walking. this seems like a good moment to end the session. So if you have any sort of quick epilogue moment that you wanted to throw in once you get back into the present, you can do so now or just uh, end it here. Uh, just once we all get back in, how's, um, how's the base, by the way? Is that just gone now? That, that's just gone. Yeah, all right. I mean, the, the DHEA will set you up with another base, but it doesn't get that... It doesn't have that retro vibe, unfortunately. No time bombs in it. Unfortunately. Yes. That's the word you're looking for. Well, the biggest downside to that is that valley who doesn't have a stream can't uh, he can't stream tearing it all down not true well he can always there's always unpacking yeah that's fair unpacking the new base i have so much shit to uh, put on instagram i gotta look myself up on wikipedia (laughs) yeah so it's by now, we probably advanced enough time that it's dinner time, or maybe breakfast for us. Our internal clocks are going to be hyper-fucked for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> but I insist on food. Food. Sounds good. Yeah, I do Just eat. Pizza! Yeah, sure. Pizza. Pizza. So I'm super curious, by the way. Does the um, are you the third, or is are your is your family one of those that just like does it on and off? Oh, no. Junior, junior. You guys weren't supposed to, like. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I know, but I'm an insanely curious bitch, with probability models to refine and I know your maximum teleportation distance so shrug the third neat I promise to only call you KQ when no one else can hear me do it anyway my dad's a hard ass and that's why I do this stuff he technically he actually doesn't know that uh, that the experiments worked fun fact well I think he's gonna like Oh no! He might have put two to two to get and two and two no, together. No, I mean, yeah, he kind of saw what I did back then and like was like, hey, maybe we can try and replicate that. And guess what? They replicated it. Didn't kick in till puberty, so they thought it was a failure. And I've managed to keep it safe since. So, or he's a really good actor and he knew exactly or, what was going to happen. Yeah, that. There's also that, but mm, no, I think he you would, were wearing the same superhero outfit. See, this is why I said different costumes. 
Speaking of, I am checking to see if, like, what is the actual effects of our little visits. Uh, as it turns out, the Time Master was quite expert at his devices and made sure to use paradox-free versions of time travel. There are uh, paradoxical versions where you can change the past and future, but not using his devices. So everything with, that happened was supposed to happen. So does that mean that there are no changes at all and our presence in time is unrecorded? When you start to look into it, you see that there were indications of a battle in the park of uh, Halcyon City, but that these indications were apparently hushed up, kept quiet. I should maybe take down those Instagram posts. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't, it doesn't matter now. Yeah, it it doesn't matter now. now because it's already happened for us. Yeah, it happened 25 years ago, so yeah statute of limitations is good good but yeah essentially these the incident was hushed up which was in part successful because nobody could contact the heroes that called out the vigilance league but ultimately the uh the league was dissolved soon after that event i mean they did at some point say straight up that we were from the future and the uh the public explanation given was simply that the DHEA chose not to renew its ongoing contract with the Vigilance League to uh, sponsor it. So the way that this loop is closed is that it did in fact always happen, and it always happened exactly that way, it's just we could not possibly have learned about it beforehand. If you were big into conspiracies, if your characters were, I mean, you might have heard some rumors about it. Got it. Hmm. Neat. Neato. Burrito. That was weird. It was a weird day. And by weird day, I mean weird couple decades. Mm-hmm. Wasn't actually a couple decades for us. Yeah, that's what makes it weird. Probably count those hours on my fingers and toes. So that is the origin story of the Vindicators and the Vizier. At least in Megalad Fuchsia's universe. Whether or not that's true also in Megalad Blue's universe is up to common. I'm not going to lie, some of this is probably going to be made canon. Like I said, I was avoiding doing time, time stuff until later because I didn't want to do some weird paradox explaining bullshit. But yeah, this is this is a good way of introducing it earlier than I was planning. So thank you. I'll do what I can. So what did you all think of my uh, tenure as GM? I had fun. Yeah. yeah. Nicely done. I mean, I've been playing in the game with you for over two years for a reason. So mm -hmm. what do again? Yes. Glad to hear it. Kat, as much as you, like, 
recognize my brand of bullshit, I am honestly surprised that you did not see Vibe Check coming. <laughs> like, ah. I figure you should have put two and two together the minute I said my powers were vibration based. That seems too much of a joke that I would make to expect it from you. <laughs> well, maybe you rubbed off on me, I don't know. You can stop the recording now, I think, by the way. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this mini arc. I sure enjoyed being a player in it. Same. Yep. <laughs>